Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. My name is Ran. And my name is Emily and in this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. And once again, our episodes have been deemed unimportant because Stranger Things have released a trailer. (laughs) Yes, um, we actually had this week's episode all filmed, um, recorded and... Then we got a trailer is coming, so we decided to put put off the uploading of of said episode so that we could watch the trailer, scream about it, and then come on here and scream about it with you all. See, the issue, though, with the last episode, we might as well talk about it now, because actually everything we were talking about that was apparently leaks. Um, so yeah. what it was is that basically loads of merchandise had been leaked online then was deleted and then not deleted and emmy nom stuff it was all very weird like think about it now we're talking about the fact that they're like oh maybe i think this means that trailer's coming soon like, oh and also you know if they're showing bald head l what are that what are they going to show otherwise what can't they show and then the duffer brothers just went well here you go here's a trailer past present l has no hair so you know bold l was not the only thing that the duffer brothers decided to uh grace our youtube channels with on tuesday um oh that was a time wasn't it it was only yesterday and i'm I still still reeling from it it's a very long 24 hours but before we get into all of that there are many places where you can find us talk about things that are not leaked much and maybe the strange things trailers and those places are apple podcast google podcast stitcher amazon music spotify i think side note i think i've missed spotify the last few weeks in a row um and audible.com at hawkins do you copy and then on instagram facebook and twitter at hawkins podcast and on youtube and tumblr at hawkins do you copy and eventually at hawkins do you copy dot com at some point soon we actually promise it's funny that you say that the our episode was deemed unimportant it was actually the duffer brothers being like you went against everything you said you'd ever talk about when it came to leaks and unconfirmed things and you broke those rules so we're gonna come in and tell you no it's a crime and punishment it wasn't even that bad it, it wasn't that bad we were going into it was common knowledge that's been all over the internet and we decided to go rogue yeah anyway yeah Let's talk. Next week, we'll talk about shipping. Um, No, right, continue. <laughs> so, trailers. A trailer was released in a grand fashion of a 24-hour live stream, a mystery QR code that led you to the 24-hour live stream, which is bold yep. on their part because that's what they were giving out at the 24-hour live stream, just a link to the live stream. But it took you to the trailer eventually. Eventually, but for the longest time took you to the live stream my favorite thing about the live stream as well is that you thought you were going to see the trailer and immediately they went oh no gotta click on this video instead my favorite thing about the 24-hour live stream was the point where abby lee miller was seen taking pictures with the fans in the background and it's my favorite thing because she's taking pictures with the fans and then she goes to leave and then she reverses her wheelchair because then she suddenly noticed that this clock is just in the middle of the street I mean, wild things were happening. Let's just say that. It was like, she was so, like, preoccupied. And then suddenly it was like, oh, there's a clock. There's just a clock in LA. And what a clock it was. But no, let's talk about the trailer. So, first thing first, first impressions. Oh, my God. My first impressions is that we were, like, less than two minutes in and they were like, here's a back now. So actually, um, the Duffer Brothers, which I didn't realise until today, and I probably should have told you about, um, but I didn't for a reaction. They did a whole trailer breakdown um, on IGN where they spoke through absolutely everything. And then IGN did an article as well doing a breakdown on absolutely everything. If you find it online, it's actually really interesting to read because it gives a bit more information to what everyone's doing without spoiling too much, which was good. Um so, Vecna is officially our villain. Surprise, surprise. Who knew? Who knew? Not us. Not the internet. Um, and what intrigues me the most about this is it's apparently very much a Max season. And this is being confirmed by them themselves. I mean, it was kind of obvious by the fact that we saw well, what is from the episode Dear Billy. Um, they've confirmed that in their breakdown. 
Yeah, she started narrating the trailer as well. It was the first one where Mike didn't start the voiceover. It's the first one where Mike doesn't actually say anything. Nope. Nothing. Like, not a word. We didn't even get the famous L, which has been in every... Or 11, I should say. There's been in every single trailer. Which surprised me. That kind of... (laughs) Puts the Mike's writing a story theory to to bed, doesn't it? (laughs) A little bit, yeah. Yeah, Max. Which, I mean, I'm not complaining about. She's my fave. I am taken a little bit off guard. That's a Max season. I actually didn't really see that coming. I thought it would be very... I mean, I'm guessing it still could be very L-based. It's Stranger Things. But I didn't really foresee Max being the central part of it for this one. I do wonder if um, there's more than to her character than we originally thought. I don't. Um, I have a few ideas, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I think it's she's essentially the Will of yeah. season four as Will was in season one. Yes. That's how I think it is, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, my first impression is that season four is dark. I mean, yeah. Like, it looks scary. Yeah, they weren't lying when they were saying we're going full horror house vibes for season four, which yeah. I am very excited for and I'm living for. In fact, this is what I wanted. I, I, I wanted this for the two seasons. There were actually, like, multiple clips in that trailer that were really reminiscent of, like, classic slasher horror. Like, the one bit where um, Max is running and you see just the hand of the Vecna is very Freddy's, like, knives, dreamscape, like, Freddy's coming for you type thing. Like, that that shot was very, very, very Nightmare on Elm Street, very much. So even the lighting was. Mm. And that's something that... The Duffer Brothers say in that breakdown as well, actually. I will send it across to you if you haven't seen it, because that's really interesting. Um, they do say about how when Robert England actually contacted them about being a season four, they didn't contact Robert England. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and they said it kind of lined up perfectly um that he's rung them to be part of it in a season that is so reminiscent of this like horror vibes. Yeah. Um, so I think it is, yeah, it's very much leaning into those horror things and they said about their quote i can't remember what movie they said i don't know if it was nightmare on elm street or it's one of those they said that quote at the beginning of the trailer is kind of like their big moment like the line you remember because of those vibes and such but that that reminded me very much i mean we've said before that age of ultron is a influence and that was very age of ultron like i think i sent you the entrance when ultron first walks in yeah and that was so like that even the voice was very similar i think this trailer was a huge you can see how all of the influences have like played a part in this season yeah you can really kind of see what like, all the odd ones that didn't seem to make sense first you suddenly think yeah. actually yeah that makes sense even we were like a goofy movie because they go on a road trip <laughs> see i actually think a goofy movie after watching the trailer is this sound dark um but the plane crash moment that joyce has because obviously in a oh goofy my god because a goofy movie everything kind of goes wrong at one point i think they fall off a cliff don't they like in yeah. the car and it's all very dramatic and it's i mean obviously i'm guessing it's not going to be a humorous scene um, but like no. even moments like that in the Goofy movie when they're kind of going on these like road trips, I think actually side quests. Yeah, I think even in the it's either the breakdown trailer that they do or in the IGN article that's been written up about it, they do say that what happens with Joyce starts in episode one and it takes them on cool. this grand adventure. So actually, I think we've been thinking that it's about the California crew when actually I think Goofy movie it's, uh, is Joyce and his name's gone from my head. No, it's a, Murray. It is Joyce and Murray. Yeah, that's I quite like that though. Um, yeah, oh, I do need to watch that. I've been out all day, which is why I haven't seen it. Um, but no, I do need to see that and see them break it down. But no, I, I, I mean, I'm cool with it either way. It just it's nice to, for a goofy movie to finally make sense. Exactly. <laughs> that was a bit of an outlier, wasn't it? But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It is definitely dark. Like it looks scary. It looks like it's actually gonna like creep me out. Yeah. 
I, I think so too. I think as well that there's been conflicting things. Some people saying that part of this is just, that this is just volume one. Um, some people say this is volume one and volume two. I'm leaning more that it's both. Personally. Um, yes, because I think there are a couple of shots that I think would probably lend themselves better to be in the second half. No, I agree, definitely. I think... Oh, to be honest, it could be where they're splitting the season, but no, I agree. I think some of it seems like it's more a volume two version. Like Eddie and his little guitar. Yeah. Anyway, let's yeah. <laughs> let's break it down just a little bit then. First of all, I want to talk about the Demobats. I I just my I just don't understand where this evolution comes from. So I am looking at this at a purely scientific and you have a theory for this which you've told me you're gonna get into. It's but not I any theory, spoke, it's absolute nonsense. <laughs> but I spoke about this in the episode which probably is not gonna see the light of day now with episode the demo <laughs> Episode redacted. Um and I was saying like I don't understand the evolutionary situation here because we Dustin finds Dart. Dart gets bigger. Dart grow into Demidog. Demidog become Demogorgon. We have Demogorgon. That is evolution. We don't know what a Demogorgon necessarily is. It's a creature from the upside down. But it Demidog becomes Demogorgon. That's how they work. Where the hell is a Demobat coming into? Like, is the Demobat the final evolution so is the Demobat the same as a Demogorgon, the same way that you'd have, like, Pterodactyl and Tyrannosaurus, it, like, but they're parts of the different genus? Or is Demobat the same as Demodog, but turns into other thing? Because I think that the Demobat is going to be the same as the Demogorgon. So then where does it start? What, what evolutionary pattern is that? I, I don't understand. Science, I know it is a show. I know it is a sci-fi show. I know it isn't real. But the science does not make sense. So, I think, in a sense, they're not real in the sense that the Demogorgon and all that is. Um, so, first of all, my really useless um, comparison is that Probably like a very outdated version of saying someone is acting erratic and all that is that's the Belfry. <laughs> um and in a song um from I can't remember the name of it now. It's a, a musical, it's got the song Screw Loose in it. Do you know what I mean? It was a film at one point. It's a great song from a musical. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. They do say bats in the attic, which is what reminded me of it. She got the phrase mixed up. And they seem to be around the cruel house. So I'm wondering if the Demobats then are more a way of frightening rather than being an actual real kind of thing. thing. Um, Because when we saw them, it seems to be in that kind of red space kind of area rather than properly in the upside. Well, no, they were in the upside down because Steve was beating them up. But it seems more to be that kind of thing rather than you know yeah so you've actually made me think two things there one if that is the case and they are so say they are real and steve is beating them in the upside down what if because he and nancy obviously go he's like see you on the other side and that's with the rope so that's obviously what dustin and lucas and erica and max have so we we were right in that sense of them having the rope and you were right probably with what they were using with the um the light thing i can't remember what it's called now but it's called either um light bright light bright that was it um i was gonna say fry light and i was like that is oil if he's doing that maybe they're seeing more of the upside down than um we've seen before um for those that maybe have read Shadowhunters, it makes me think there's a bit where they literally go into hell and there's also a similar thing in the Heroes of Olympus books by Rick Riordan. And I'm wondering if this is similar in that sense that they are literally so much deeper into the Upside Down that they're seeing other things that have evolved there. I can kind of semi-maybe confirm that. Um, There is something that 
I'll start with what the Duff Brothers said first. So the Duff Brothers said they're showing a lot of the Upside Down in season four, kind of to make up with the fact that we didn't go there at all in season three, because narratively yeah. it didn't make sense. Um, no. But they're spending a lot more time in the Upside Down in this season than we are in, say, season one and season two, um, which is very cool. Um, there was a screenshot that I didn't discover this. I found it on <laughs> Reddit earlier, and then I also found it on Twitter um probably like two hours ago um and it's a screenshot within the trailer and i believe it is at one minute 59 that it looks like there are portals on the screen yeah and there i think there are timestamps on this it's it's a very odd thing and if you line it up with screen caps from those um timestamps it says i am hell's master brilliant I believe that's what it says. Let me just double check that. That scape, like the upside down scape, really, really, really made me think of those two scenes from those specific books. From the Shadowhunter books when they go into hell and the way that that is described. And then every page of House of Hades is torturous because you do not know what is going to come out of hell, essentially. Um and when the second I saw them in the Upside Down, that was what came into my head. Like, that's how I pictured Tartarus. That's how I pictured these hell realms in these other books that I've read where a similar thing happens. Mm. Yeah, it does say, I am hell's master. Which Brilliant. I'm a bit I've seen people a bit conflicted on this. And I kind of get it that a lot of people were saying, I mean, it makes sense with in Satanic Panic. Um, yeah. But there were a few people online saying... They kind of wish, if this is the direction they're going, that it was explained in a different way rather than just it is an evil entity, which I kind of get. Yeah. But I'm also thinking that I am Hell's Master thing feels like it's a bit of a projection and it's more to get, <laughs> you know, an impression or something. Yeah. Um, but no, I will check it after this. But I've seen a few proposed. Oh, it's, yeah, it's literally, I think it must be a blinking you miss it moment. Um, but it is loads of portals on the screen at 1 minute 59 in the trailer and with little timestamps by it. That's cool. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it is something like that. The other thing that you made me think of is that if the bats aren't real, what if, because they're flying around the house, the Creole house, which looks like, as we know, Stephen King is a massive influence for the Duffer Brothers and especially it, that is like specifically mentioned, um... It looks like the house on Neil Bolt Street. And oh, oh, it, it itself can make itself look like your worst fear, but it can also make you see things that aren't there. So what if, like you said, it is that similar thing and those bats are flying around this house and that influence of that is is sort of, they're, making, they're made to be seen. That it, it's almost like these things are there and they're being sort of ambushed, but actually they're not there at all. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant by the whole dreamscapes thing when we said that. Yes. It was like ages yeah, ago yeah, now. Yeah. That it's kind of like manipulating what you're seeing it and making you see things yeah. that aren't necessarily real and keep you trapped within that yeah. kind of thing. Because that's and, what's happened with, with Victor Creel. Like, that's why he's gouged his eyes out because he doesn't want to be seeing these things anymore. And that's why he killed his family because he was told to. We assume that's what's happened just to clear ourselves up there we're assuming that's what's happened we know that's what's happened but we officially we know nothing <laughs> we're making massive assumptions but that's what we think that's probably what's happened <laughs> <laughs> probably what's happened we have no official information at duffer brothers but that's sort of why he's probably gouged the eyes out and that was creepy we saw like a shot of his eyes. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, I kind of went back after and stopped on it. I thought, no, yeah. I don't like it. It's, it's the right eye, the one that's doing it for me a bit. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't be surprised if you are right and there is like some kind of, it's in your head and you're kind of seeing that. Because also, I think Stephen, Nancy, and some of them are in the Upside Down. But the scenes with Max, that looks like, those. they look like dreams. Mm. I feel like with that with that especially that kind of shot actually where you see max running away and you see Wagner um do the thing with his hands that is very Freddy Krueger that's very Freddy Krueger and if you look at the end of that shot as people have pointed out there are three figures at the end of that 
which makes sense to be Steve, Dustin, and Lucas yeah. at the end. So it's a thing of Max is trying to escape from her mind thing going on and doesn't quite make it. Who knows? Yeah, I saw someone say, well, is she trying to escape the upside down? But Which she could be. She could be completely. But for my brain, and I don't know if this makes sense to you, um, I am also colourblind for the record. So I might say this to you and you might be like, no, it's the same. Like, what are you on about? For me, the colour of how I see what the upside down looks like mm. and the colours of that were different colours. Oh, no, they're completely different. One's blue, They are one's different colours. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, for me, that's, like, I would see them as one looks like a dream and one looks like the upside down. Yeah, so um, whatever Vecna is in has mainly been portrayed as a very, very dark red. Um, kind of like the colour of the gate red. That yeah. Kind of thing, if it gives you any indication. Um, so that's the colour with that. And then obviously upside down is this typical blue thing. So I wonder at first if they were kind of extensions of themselves, but I do think they're two very separate things. Um, which leads you to question a little bit about what's going on with season three. Actually, no, that makes perfect sense. Cause think about season three then, um, when Elle was kind of going through the mind of Billy. Stuff yeah. like that. A lot of that was in red. Yeah. The in fact I think all the, that she was heading towards like that red storm, wasn't she? And that was all kind yeah. of that red yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're in a bit of a mind dreamscape. I was just trying to think what Terrors was like, but Terrors was quite blurry, wasn't it? There was a lot of like outer blur. Yeah, Terry's was it was more of definitely like a focus of this is her. But if you think, but about, I guess it was shared. Exactly, it was shared with L. Whereas, and also, you don't know if it's because it's a family connection that it was more of like not like your blood is my blood, so we're kind of one person kind of thing. But you know what I mean? It just, yeah, could be stuff like that. But no, and L was never physically there. Whereas with Billy, she was within it and she was exploring it. Which is, I mean, we haven't seen much of what's going on in this mind dreamy kind of thing in season no. four but max is very much there with Vesna. Yeah. yeah i think what is really interesting about this and i think it kind of ties into a lot of what max was saying in season three um in regards to well no actually what mike was saying in season three let's give him some credit um and i have always liked the fact that he did try and say this in there is that no one knows what Elle is doing and how safe it actually is. No. We we don't know. We don't, aside from, you know, obviously Brenner and stuff did these experiments on her and we know that it's from the fact that they did X, Y, Z testing, but we don't actually know why these powers happened and we don't know if her going into these dreamscapes and her using these powers, if, you know, and these mem going into these memories, if that is safe or not. So the further Elle kind of delves into that, you know, she did it with Terry and it was okay. And obviously Terry wasn't really a threat to her, but she did it with Terry and it was different. That was also voluntarily, doing, if you think about it. It was voluntarily, yeah. But then she tries to push it with what happened with Billy and he was able to find her location and touch her. So we don't know how safe these things are, like, we don't know how safe this is and if they're in Hawkins and they're trying to find a way to get into the upside down and they're trying to find a way to do these things and then Max is kind of taken over and stuff we actually have no idea the effects that this is going to have we we don't we don't know no speaking of Max we see her look at some clocks I have changed my mind we about do. how Chamber of Secrets is an influence because I think the Go clocks are our Horcrux because in the IGN um, little breakdown thing, um, the Duffer Brothers state that you don't want to see a clock. <laughs> Funny. So I think that's our Horcrux. Max has seen that and she's gone full Ginny Weasley and she is easily susceptible. If you think about Ginny Weasley in Chamber of Secrets, um, she's kind of at a low point in her life. Yeah. If you think about it, yeah. but I mean... <laughs> bit over harry but 
whatever. Um, there was more, obviously, to her, but to really simplify it, that's going on. Max, obviously, is not over Harry Potter, but she is dealing with the death of her brother. Um, she is. And it's kind of like that weird loss of what could have been, I guess, in a yeah. sense. So if she's kind of susceptible in that moment, what's going to be the easiest thing to do but lure into the mind of someone that is probably a bit susceptible Vulnerable. in that moment yeah and i think that that actually if you don't yeah if you don't want to see the clock then that's i think it's a bit telling isn't it that's quite scary yeah that's quite creepy as well because i wonder if the main clock then mm. is in the creole house and i wonder if max they show max the the vecna or we assume will be the Vecna shows. Oh no, Max. it is the Vecna. That's also it is the Vecna. by them as well. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it's the Vecna, but if it's the Vecna that shows Max the clock. Oh, okay. Oh no, I'm, I'm fully yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. it to be. But. Yeah, it, well, yeah, but yeah, if it's you know the Vecna, I if he shows Max the clock, what if it's that's trying to lure Max to the main clock to try and like fix it, and then you fix it or something. And then it unleashes the Vecna. Like, what if the Vecna's been trapped this whole time? Ooh, yeah. Like, what if it is a bit like trying to trying to break out the way that they try and get some of Tom Riddle's soul out of this Horcrux? What if it's the thing where the Vecna was the big bad, like the worst possible thing, and it's been not like locked away because of how dangerous it was? And does it want a new body? But what if it does? But what if Victor Creel locked that Vecna in that clock and then killed his own family up from his own, like by his own choice because they were all being tormented by it? And he thought, if they're going to keep being, if they've still got this connection and the Vecna can still do some weird stuff, like mentally, but not physically yeah kills his family so his family aren't hurt he goes away Vecna stays locked in the in the clock oh and can still do some things and can still kind of be in and around Hawkins but not at too full strength so Vecna's trapped in the clock Vecna goes to Max who is the closest thing to the last person the mind flayer possessed whether or not Vecna and the mind flayer have some kind of connection and then goes to Max, sees that she's vulnerable and tries to get her to come and open the main clock to bring him back to full strength. Because that's very similar when you see the tentacles come down and the Vecna's body kind of rise. It's very similar to the way Vision comes out of them trying to make Ultron a body in Age of Ultron. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> No, I, I can kind of get that. I saw someone say something very similar on the Strange Things Reddit, not the other one. Um, <laughs> that what if Victor Creel was a like first attempt to get into Hawkins? And then it isn't yeah. until years later when it's kind of semi-successful with the massacre of Hawkins Lab or whatever's going yeah. on there. And that someone that, maybe kind of clock a bit more on this was said that that is that why Brenner was so interested in when Elle found the Demogorgon mm -hmm. because I mean there's always been this thing about how the Demogorgon looks very human-like and I don't know about you but when I first saw what Vector looked like there was part it was like a bit Demogorgon-like isn't it yes yeah um, like 100%. even like the hands the way it stands obviously um Vector has a face it's a little bit different and a voice and a voice as well um, but it's very Demogorgon-like. And I don't know whether that's whether it was sort of just like a we want to use the practical effects again because they said that that 90% yeah. actually of what you see in the Vector scenes is practical, 90% of them. So I'm wondering, we'll talk more about the Kara stuff in a minute, but kind of doing a general <laughs> overview of things. Will, could he have possibly been a Vecna at one point if he had stayed in the Upside Down? Could he have become one? Because I personally, I think Vecna is number one. I think it's number one. I think it's pretty obvious that he's probably going to be number yeah, one if number we're one. showing the numbers and the lab and stuff. Yeah. Um, but to me, it is still odd that the Mind Flayer had an interest in Will 
in season two, like a real interest in Will. And then even in season three with Billy, there is the Mind Flayer is taking the body again. So I am wondering if the Mind Flayer and the Vector are pretty much the same thing. But when a Mind Flayer and a Vector no. love each other very much. No, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I wonder if it's kind of like... Because obviously the humans were like a breeding ground for the Demogorgons. Like they were. They would like sick it, it up is. and that would happen. I feel like I'm guessing that number one, it has been in the upside down for quite a while. And I wonder yeah, that's yeah. why I'm wondering if that's what could have happened to Will if no one found him. Or if he'd have been put in the upside down in season two. Like I know that sounds really silly. But, like, if he was overtaken and then put in the upside down and stuff. Because think about the way that Hopper, think about the way what starts to happen to Hopper when he's in the upside down in season two. The vines. Yeah, there's just something about that. It's taking over in some sense. And yeah. there's, I mean, Billy is not Vecna. I feel like I want to get no. there. I, there is one person I think it's very clear is Vecna because there's one person who is apparently a main character we have not seen. Um, there uh, is also another character that we didn't see. Um, and obviously, don't know if it's flashbacks or not, but I have a theory about that. It's a reached theory. It is a reach, but I, you said something to me that kind of sparked it. But yeah, there is no doubt that I've seen people with comparisons to it. The shot of when Billy is being killed in season three and he's like being attacked, his chest is mm-hmm. all the tentacle stuff <laughs> coming out of him. That looks very much like how Vecna is attached. Yes. It is, it's like an imagery that is very, very clear. Um, I think that's going to be related to the Mac stuff as well. So I do wonder if maybe Vecna is going to latch onto that and be like, it's me, it's Billy. It's not Billy. Yeah. But I, I think that could be what's happening there. But you know what I mean? It makes me wonder if, I mean, I don't think Will's going to have a big part now. I don't. I think no. he, I think he's very much done. Um, yeah. But do you know what I mean? I just feel like I will f- still find that odd, that whole connection thing there, because there was something. But it makes sense if it's kind of a process in that way. But yeah. I don't know. Because mi- it seems odd to just drop the mind flayer suddenly. You'd be like, oh, no, remember this guy? So to me, is it like, are they essentially two halves of the same whole and it's like a corruption thing? Because, yeah. I mean, Vecna is kind of mind flurry in the way it's acting. Yeah, and I also, I feel like the mind flurry and Vecna definitely have more like smarts about them compared to the Demogorgon. Like the Demogorgon seems to be like primal, wants blood, will, kill. Whereas the mind flayer and Vecna even more so seem very kind of like, aware and will kind of like assess the situation and are very kind of clever in the way that they go about what they do and are very like manipulative and stuff yeah i mean as soon as the mind player had a human host we're yeah. lying we're hiding in plain sight you yeah. know all that kind of thing's going on so so this is kind of my reach theory and, it's, and the reason why I'm saying it now is because it kind of ties into what we're saying about if the Vecna does kind of try and show itself as vi- as Billy and that kind of thing. So we didn't see Brenner, which I know is not the character you're talking about, but we didn't see Brenner. Um, I forgot he was in season five. So. <laughs> the whole time you were saying that, another character, I'm like, I don't know, what character are we talking who, about? Who I don't didn't know. Really not even as a flashback. We didn't see Brenner, which... It's fair enough because he could literally just be in one minute flashback and that's why we didn't see him. And if the Vecna, going on our theory, if the Vecna can take on an appearance that is not its Vecna appearance, who's to say that other people or other things involved in the Upside Down cannot do such things, right? Brenner died in season one and i do think that there is a very strong possibility that he is actually dead like i'm not i'm not really that thinks... yeah he could be actually dead brenner could be actually dead but i am wondering and you said this because we were talking about l and when she's talking to owens and does she go on her own, like by her own accord, because she thinks that it will help. And if she goes back to do these experiments and try and like try and like rejig her powers, then she can go and help to fight, right? 
We didn't know Owens in season two. Um, oh. We didn't know him in season one, sorry. We met him in season two. I feel like if I know people, where you're going with this. If people and things in the Upside Down can take on a form, even a human form, of something else, what if Owens is Brenner? I kind of hope it's not because there is still one tiny minuscule part of me that is like, <laughs> Owens is good. Owens I is, know, is nice. but this is like, what if there's mm. been enough time that he's been trying to build up trust and now he thinks I can get her back in. Joyce is gone. Joyce is out the way. Hopper's out the way. Mm. Like, uh, even if they're alive, they are far away. Mm. See, I'm wondering now if Brenner is in Russia. <laughs> maybe that's what I'm considering about where he is I don't know how it fits in with an episode called Papa give me Hopper punching him in the face I could see it though if if things from the upside down are able to project as other things Hmm. who the hell is Sam Owens we didn't know who he was in season one he also survived a very very serious attack in season two. No, I I quite like Sam Owens. I, <laughs> usually, I can get behind the theories, and I think it's a good it's a good reach. But and if you are right, I will eat my udi. Um, <laughs> but I I do think Sam Owens is Sam Owens. I I feel like we will see Brenner in a different way. That's yeah. that's what I personally think, but it, it's fun theory. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's because you said like, what if she's made to think that going back to the lab is the good thing, and you said that, and I was like, I wonder if someone involved is not, or someone else on the team. Do you know what I mean? Like someone there has kind of been like biding their time to like get her back, and not in a good way. It's, yeah, it's kind of just like an easy opportunity now. Um, but let's talk about where our characters that aren't Max, I guess, are. Um, let's start with the Hawkins crew for a little bit. So Lucas, basketball star. Brilliant. Then obviously we've got confirmation finally of Hellfire Club Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and Dustin. That also brings a thing that we said, I think, ages ago is, do they have merch? Because they are very well-made t-shirts. They are not just, like, drawn on. Which means that Eddie got those printed. As he should. And we finally saw Eddie. I'm not going to talk about the guitar thing because I kind of hate it. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was about, really. No, I, I've seen a few people say a few things. And if that is the way he's going to go, I appreciate the drama of it. Like a sacrifice thing. Yeah, but we don't need yeah. a guitar. I don't know, but it's like, I think it's for me like a, like a distraction, isn't it? Yeah. Make loads of noise, have yeah. them all come for me. And he's high up, so it could be the bats. Yeah. And I feel like it seems worse because it looks like he's playing the song. And I feel like maybe that's why I kind of, that's kind of, maybe kind of why I hate it. Um, and I know that in the context, it's not gonna. It will just be noise. Yeah, it'll be something like that. But it just seems like to me he's playing the song in the teaser and I kind of. And that's why I don't think it's all part one because no. that scene makes me suggest that would be more in the final part what i think is good as well that the duffer obviously actually spoke about this as well in their breakdown there's a lot in the breakdown actually um and they say that eddie is a good character people have doubts yeah. when we introduce new people but no he's good eddie's a good character we didn't see much of argyle but we're talking about the hawkins crew no. at the moment but we didn't see much of him tensions possibly throughout the hawkins crew i'm gonna gonna imagine um, there were some screenshots that released afterwards. Things don't seem too happy with Mike, Dustin, Lucas and Max, to be honest. No. Um, and they say about this as well. They say, that obviously, when you're starting high school, people get into the sports teams and some people aren't interested in sports. And it's kind of like, how do you stick with those relationships? They're that... not kids anymore. Exactly. Exactly. They're not kids anymore. Mike was right. I'm interested in their dynamics. What Bitten would want. It has pretty much been confirmed that Mike goes to California in episode two. Yeah. Um, and it annoys me more that I want to see more of Will and Elle. Yeah. And yeah. how that how that works. And I I mean they've they've kind of said that no episode's gonna be 
shorter than an hour. So it's probably one of those things. It'll be better once it's all together. But I did kind of want to see that a bit. I wanted an episode three arrival for Mike personally. But <laughs> what can you do? There's not too much to go on. I mean, the Hawkins crew, I think, is pretty much kind of all we've said before. That I feel that's where yeah. our main story is going to be. It's pretty much confirmed, I think, that main plot stuff is happening in Hawkins and it's kind of a thing to save Hawkins. So I, I don't know yeah. much else we can go on um, with them. I mean, we would we would definitely write about them going into the Upside Down with the sheet and everything. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that you're right. I think tensions are going to be high and it's sort of going to be that what's going on kind of brings everyone back together again. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were right in guessing that um, with California they didn't just decide to move there. They actually were located there because we've said that the, if Joyce had made that decision, we'd have been like, why California? Yeah, it's um, a bit too random. It's a bit too random because it's literally the other side of the country, but it does make sense that, because obviously Sam says, we located you here because we thought you would be safe. And I think, I think I said ages ago, were they located somewhere so they could have be like kept an eye on? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um... And obviously they have been kept an eye on. They absolutely have. Um, them talking in that diner and then there being two people outside watching to make sure that no one's around. Yeah. 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 It's all fun, isn't it? Yeah. And that, again, that's what gives me weird vibes. Because he gave Hopper... I know it's a slightly different topic, but he gave Hopper that adoption thing in a really busy pub in the middle of Hawkins. What I will say about that, actually, um, is that it looks like it might be a bit of an Easter egg um, for the actor because they talk about how he was in a film called The Diner. And right, okay. So they have a lot of scenes with him in a diner. Oh, it's yeah, like a, It's yeah, like yeah, a fun yeah. callback to be like, oh, but he, you're in a diner here and you're yeah. in a diner here. Oh, no, no, it's not that he's in a diner, but he gave him that in, in a busy diner and spoke about what was going on in a busy diner why now has he got to isolate the diner and have people waiting outside, keeping an eye on everything? I suppose if you think about what they're talking about in season two, though, that they're kind of giving details, but it's not so much a... Yeah. Elle was there going, I don't have my powers, which is a little more suspicious than congrats pops, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, there's obviously, obviously something's going on there. So speaking of the California crew, it's also been confirmed due to some screenshots um, that Joyce, um, not only is she a telemarketer, apparently she works in marketing now, um, that she is getting parcels right from episode one. Yes. Yeah, I knew that. I did know that. Mm. So that is pretty interesting. We're setting that story off pretty immediately, which one makes me also think we're not going to see much of Joyce for children. No. again but She's gone. <laughs> you know hopefully we'll see some of it i i really hope so because the bias scenes are always lovely because you know and i it will be nice to see i mean it'd be nice to that jonathan remem- hopefully remembers he has a brother <laughs> and you know and that joyce has another son that isn't will and i, I just want more of that um but so hopefully we get a little bit before she properly goes but we see a little bit of l in school again, if you see a bit of them kind of playing happy families, I guess, then Mike turns up in the most I'm on holiday in California outfit I've ever seen in my life. Isn't it sunglasses with with a string as well? Yeah, like sunglasses around the neck. Oh, so good. Iconic, to be honest. But like the thing in my brain is, does he wear that on the plane? It looks like a plane outfit. That's what it looks like. It looks oh, like a plane outfit, dear. so he's going to turn up with that like surprise that means they did he get off the plane and immediately go to like the roller rink then <laughs> maybe maybe they want to make the most of their time together so um shall we talk about the roller rink the roller rink <laughs> because i don't i don't know if it is first of all i don't know if it is going to be Elle's carry moment now i don't know either but because mike's in a different outfit when Elle is being taken away um yeah he is so yeah. the moment that i think we thought was going to happen i think we thought it was going to happen like then but that doesn't yeah. line up with clothing things unless there is like an inconsistency. Yeah. But I, I I don't think you'd miss something that big. Like hair, yeah, I can understand. But I don't, you know, 
clothing-wise, it's kind of like that's episodes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> one thing to note from that is that Will was somehow the least interested in roller skating I've ever seen in my life. He is the third wheel of all third wheels. Oh, For me, oh, it was just the skating without even moving a leg or an arm. It just they're like the person emoji. Yeah, just yeah. Glaring. it's exactly like the person emoji. Oh, he is not happy to be there. Kind of gives us confirmation again, which I was talking to you about, where I'm a little bit, a little bit mixed on the topic, um, because it's a little bit of a rehash of what's going on in season three. Yeah, once again, but arguably worse because now we're <laughs> witnessing it more. Just him. He doesn't even have anyone else to talk to at the same time. No, it is just... I mean, Jonathan doesn't seem to be around. Nope. Um, so it's just him literally in the middle of them holding hands. Yeah. I, I just hope that if that is the direction they're going once again with his character in season three, they actually talk it out this time. I yeah. have concerns they won't because of everything going on in season four. Um, I just hope there is a spare moment where it'll be a let's just talk this through and just yeah. clear the air. Because I think yeah. he does feel a bit stuck. It feels almost like everyone else is kind of having, you know, character progression. And yeah. Will is getting it, but it's almost like we'll leave it a little bit more <laughs> and then we'll leave it yeah. a little bit. And I don't, I don't know why they're doing it. Like He's kind of getting it in a different way. But then it's... Then I feel like if he's getting it a different way, then give that. Because mm-hmm. it just feels like... Agreed. We, we were meant to be getting it. But this is... I'm not going to go into my issue of season three again because it's about season four. But you know what I mean? Like in season three, it was like you thought you were going to get that payoff for it. And it didn't yeah. quite come. And I just no. really worry that that's what we're going to kind of see again. But at the same time, I'm kind of living for angsty Will. <laughs> if any, oh, if yeah. his facial expressions are anything to go by. And I feel like th- he would just kind of talk it out now. Or even if it's shouting it out rather than just this whole kind of thing of like when Lucas talks to him in season three and just like, we don't have time for that now. I hope it is kind of a thing where it's more like a, we don't have time, but we need to do it. And if you're going to give me character pressure from it that way and he kind of comes out of his shell and is more assertive, then that is cool. And I guess in a weird way, it's kind of like the reverse of Elle's story. Whereas Elle has yeah. gone from have the powers, try to be normal, but the idea of the powers is still there, where Will was kind of like, oh, he didn't have powers as such, but you know what I mean? That he kind of went from normal to life completely altered to now I have to deal with the fact that I am now normal. Yeah. Um, and I think, to be fair, I think that he is, he is having like some of that like I think we've sort of we spoke about it a little bit um in the California teaser where we had um with him with the Alan Turing poster and stuff Mm. um and like regardless on like the theories of I said this back then as well so I won't go into too much but regardless of the the theories as to why he chose Alan Turing as his like hero project um I said then the concept that regardless of those the fact that he chose him knowing the attitudes towards Alan Chang, which were horrible attitudes, like absolutely horrific, the way that he was treated and stuff. But the way that he would have stood up in front of his class to present that project shows that he's clearly kind of becoming... He, he's clearly thinking, like, what... Who he is, and then, like, the people who inspire him and the people that kind of influence him and obviously that picture of him painting he looks really calm and like his room looks really like his space and I think do you know what I think if Mike Wheeler showed back up at my house after me trying to sort everything out I think I'd just be like get out I think if I was Will I'd be fed up to be honest oh no I would like I feel like Will's fair, face fair in, enough like Will's face to be honest is my face around any couple I see to put it bluntly fair enough <laughs> but like and I, yeah, and I I agree that everything, like through everything, especially with season three, and it kind of seeming like it's on somewhat happy note between him and Mike, to then him coming back and doing exactly the same thing. And I'm guessing as well, by his face in that scene, it's probably been happening for the entire time they've been away. 
um, that it's been a lot of kind of, oh, you want to speak to Elle? Cool kind of things. Um, so no, I, I'd get it. I, I'd feel exactly the same. But I do think it is a thing that if you're going to do that, they need to talk it out. Yes, like, I agree. In, in I don't know what way it would be, but it needs to be something that is addressed rather than kind of just left for later. Because there's not going to be time in season five. Like, let's be no. honest, season five is going to be wrapping things up. So we can't have, you know, all this happen right at the end of season five. We're just like, by the way, Mike, we're cool. <laughs> you know what That mean? thing like, two years ago. Yeah. Just Remember that thing to you said to me? Talk about that. Outside the garage. It's cool, yeah. by the way. But like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm over it. Like, we're all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't have that. But then at the same time, you also can't have him at the end of season five being like, oh, you know what? I'm cool being Will Byers. Like, yeah. there needs to be something there because he, because it looks like Lucas is getting progression in this season, yeah. which will be cool. And he will kind of be the, I mean, you know, I love Will Byers. Will Byers is my fave. Um, but you don't want him to be the only person that actually then isn't stuck without really changing from season two. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think there definitely has to be something like, especially because we are seeing like tiny snippets of that. So I think it's not fair to kind of just leave that open so we don't see any more of it. Like, I think, I think I'd rather see nothing always than be constantly given tiny bits and then it being dropped. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think, yeah. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't want that storyline to start in the first place then. No. If no. they're going to, if they were going to just drop it, you know? No, exactly. Um, yeah, as you said, we don't see much of Argyle, but at the same time, we don't really see Robin at all. Either. We don't, we really didn't see much of Robin, actually. We, I think we see more of Robin in the stills. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm do. not, yeah, so I'm not too surprised by that, to be honest. I feel like the trailer, rightfully so, was more story-based thing, so obviously they're still going to be involved, but yeah, clearly it's... You know, it's it's not as part of the this is why things are happening. So I'm I'm not too worried about not seeing them. And I think at the same time, it's going to contradict everything I just said. That a lot of people saying this about Will as well. Um, mm-hmm. But in the same thing, we didn't really see Mike, and you know what I mean. That Mike's clearly also a main character. So I, I'm not too worried about only really seeing Max. Yeah, he apparently has a monologue. Apparently. So. Apparently, so. I think one thing that's really important to remember with uh, trailers is what as well um, that I think people tend to forget sometimes is trailers are very good at showing scenes where people are missing in that scene in the trailer. Marvel are notorious for it because they try so hard to not spoil what is going on in the film. So tell for, you enough. So yeah, you're like I will need to see this. Yeah, yeah, but like to the to the point where they will show you a whole scene with pe- in the trailer with people edited out of the scene so that you don't see who yeah. is in that scene. Yeah, and in the same vein, it doesn't necessarily indicate storyline too much. Well, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. But if we go back to Will briefly um, in season three um, trailer, you kind of watch that thinking, oh, we've got the whole lightning scene. This is something major. But actually, yeah. when it came to the actual thing. He was written out the show in episode three. Um, so you know what I mean? <laughs> Trailers are so clever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, to keep you interested, but it doesn't necessarily indicate no. where everyone is up to. For example, as I said earlier, there is one character who's very clearly missing from all the trailers and yes. all the pictures. Um, which I think is intentional. But is he actually missing? Who knows? Um, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about... I think we've we've exhausted California to one so let's talk about our final location, which is Russia. And this is interesting because our main shot of it is a gladiator pit. Um yeah. essentially of the demogorgons. I wonder if this is sort of like not a training exercise, but kind of like how Hawkins Lab did it more to expand the mind and push human, I guess, intelligence in a sense. I wonder if they're going for more push human strength or see how strong a demogorgon can be and how can we alter this to you know make make it stronger and work in it in that sense because there are the demogorgon was fighting or the demodog i should say at that point before i mean we know it morphs we've seen it happen in 
the end of season three. Um, it was fighting a lot of people. It wasn't just one person in there. It was yeah. a whole heap. And the Duffers has teased this to be there, like a big part of a really cool scene. Um, okay. So I, that's why I'm kind of thinking it is in that realm that it's testing and training. I can see that. Um, I actually wonder if like um, when Elle sees the Demogorgon, if it is that it was something that was in Russia and she kind of accidentally did let it in, in that mm. aspect. Yeah. Um, and then the kind of things obviously progress from there and maybe there's other monsters that were in Hawkins originally, but these kind of came from there and that's where there's lots of them. Mm. Like, And Russia seems to have more of them and are doing sort of different training with them is because that's the species that they they had when it mm. came to this type of research. Mm. That could work. Um, I think I said earlier that I've, I've seen some people suggest that when Elle reached out, the reason she was encouraged was because they thought they'd found something or someone. Yeah. And if we have that connection between the Demogorgon and Vecna, they look awfully mm. similar, so maybe that is also why. Because they thought we found number one again. Maybe um, that's why they actually start. Maybe the reasoning for why MK Ultra started in show canon was to try and expand the mind to see if someone could recreate the abilities that number one could do. Um, I said this ages ago. That is yeah. essentially a recreation of yeah. number one, or um, something like that. And that's that's why they reached out. That's why they, she, like you said, that's why she was told to reach out because they thought they'd finally found number one. Which then leads to question though: Why is number one there? Yes, and also, do they want number one because they like number one, or do they want number one because they want to kill number one? <laughs> yeah. Um... I said it was a final location. We also see Hawkins' lab. I don't. Is there anything else to talk about in Russia? I think that was our main thing that we saw. Really, I mean apart the, from the plane crash. Apart from the plane crash, but it's it's nothing too much to go on. I did find Hopper's quote interesting. Hmm. The maybe I was put here for a reason. Maybe I can help or whatever. You know, along those lines. I'm I'm paraphrasing a bit, but um, maybe I can help even if it's the last thing I do. It makes me think that there's other people in Russia that need the help the same way that he does. Other people that have kind of fallen into the same thing. Um, and maybe there's something... Obviously, we know they have, like, this kind of camp and the Demogorgons and this kind of, you know, they're aware of what's going on. They're aware of the Upside Down and everything. But um, it makes me wonder if there is a little bit more to it than we realise. And Hopper's kind of... Hopper's Hopper. He's... He's a police chief and also worked as an investigator, like a police investigator like for the like NYPD when he lived in New York. Like he was homicide. So he's pretty like he's pretty smart and pretty aware of, and everything. So I wonder if it's sort of he's more aware of what's going on whilst he's there. Like he it, if you think about him as a character, it will just he's very survival, isn't he? Like he'll look at his surroundings, he'll assess how he can survive, he'll assess how he can help, how he can get out. Like he's very savvy, he's very smart, and he will think things through and he's a detective. Like he will he will sort stuff out. So I wonder if he notices a lot that's what's going on in Russia and sort of takes it upon himself to kind of lead like a mini sort of thing there so that he can help get it could be a thing of he sees Russia going the same way that Hawkins yeah. did so it's almost a thing of let's try and stop this from the inside and yeah. not that they're necessarily going to listen because I think if it's you know if they're releasing Demogorgon and stuff like that anyway that someone going wait guys this this uh, in back in America we had major issues they're yeah. not gonna go you know actually Sir Hopper you you're you're, you're correct um, yeah. Especially if they have possibly a figure like Brenner or something else over there. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's not going to be easy, but it, it kind of fits. Because also he... I mean, not that you're going to show that you're not willing to take part. But when he's in the pit, so to speak, he yes. doesn't exactly... 
I mean, he he's looks strong in it. He's not looking intimidated. No. If that makes sense. I mean, obviously he's going to be terrified. He's not going to want to do oh, it. But you, do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. a different kind of reaction. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think his kind of his mentality towards it is going to be slightly different. It does make me wonder though how um the people obviously the postcodes from the stamps are from Russia, how they got Joyce's new address. It's almost as if it's interesting, isn't it, that the government rehoused them and then suddenly another government facility has their address. Funny that. There is someone on the inside. We forget there are There is. I know there are people on the inside. There are, I know. So it, Interesting, though. Yes, it could be something like that. The yeah. Someone's kind of at the go-between. Which, yeah. Which makes sense. It does. Um, and let's really quickly, then, go into Hawkins' lab, because we saw a few interesting clips there. Um, as I said, what is interesting is that the Duffer brothers just very willingly said that some of the scenes where Elle's hair is shaved is not a flashback. And they just threw it out there like that. So we have confirmation there that Elle was having a head shaved again. Whether it is willingly or not is a different thing. This trailer made me think she chooses it. This trailer yeah. made me think that she says, this is what it was like before to put the electrodes and stuff over my head, do it again. Yeah. Um, the reaction at the end where she kind of screams and people are, are dying makes me wonder if it's something a little bit shady, but I yes, wouldn't be surprised 100%. if she willingly on her own kind of went, no, let's, yeah. let's go. Um, because we, as we said in those clips from the teasers when she's being taken away, it seems like ages ago now, she doesn't exactly look scared. Like she never really looked scared in the clips. No. But I wonder now if that kind of that little explosion happens where she, you know, where she's like kind of she's screaming and that's when they kind of like rescue her. And that's why Mike looks really frantic in the back of the car and stuff. And then maybe that could kind of be why they're maybe being a little bit followed and stuff, because she was able it showed that her powers had come back and then maybe the shady side of the people are then after her, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that's the Nina project. Yeah. So we were kind of half right with it being like the L project. Yeah, the girl. S- sort of. So we, we yeah. were half, half there with it. I'll, I'll give ourselves a little bit of credit. But I think the interesting shots there is that we see a younger L, which they've confirmed to be much younger than we see in season one. Um, looks like she's just murdered someone. She's in the rainbow room as well. Yeah. So whether that is... This is being projected and it's a thing of we're telling you you did this or if it's a thing of she genuinely did, then that is a different thing. I do wonder if it is not a wrong place at the wrong time thing, but we know that when from the 002 teaser, when Verona was calling them all into the room, Elle was trapped in a different room on her own. Yeah. So it seems like a thing of she clearly didn't come in after or didn't come in at the same time she came in after so is it something like an event happened then and it was almost like not a self-defense but yeah she then did something to look like she'd kind of murdered and then in her mind she's yeah. sort of taken it on as i did this i think maybe like you said before about sort of playing tricks on the mind and stuff i think maybe she has a lot of that happening as well like there's stuff that i think she's definitely repressed but then i also wouldn't be surprised if horrible tricks are sort of played on her Mm. it's interesting which suggests it's number one then but who who knows who knows no i am really excited for this season i am so excited it feels so dark and so horrory and we know I love horrors and like I just think it's gonna I don't know I just it, the vibes it gives me are really interesting and, and it's so funny because that trailer gave so much like obviously Vecna and Elle's head and like all of this different stuff but it's making me wonder how much more there is to come if that's the stuff they can show in the trailer if that's the stuff they can show us kind of like when we saw the two season three trailers, when we thought the first one, they've told us the entire plot. And then actually when they did the final trailer for season three, it was like, oh, no, they haven't. Never mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if this is basic surface level plot, yeah, so to speak. Because, I mean, I thought that when the Duffer Brothers were breaking down the trailer, 
I actually thought they're telling me a lot of information here. But still, even when they were doing that, there was stuff that was kind of like, we won't get into that now, or a very basic overview. So yeah, it is intriguing. It's very interesting. I don't think we've missed anything. I think we've done... Yeah. yeah. Aside from like the little quick moments, like we see Karen and Holly looking traumatised. Um, we see Steve in the, in the water tank again and that kind of thing. Mm. But nothing major, major... If there's any bits you want us to talk about, if you think, actually, I'd rather you've spoken about that. A um, whole do... episode on this, please. Yeah, a whole episode on Karen Wheeler's hair, please. Um, I just changed again. Karen it Wheeler. has. Style icon. Holly also rocking a little bob. She is. I want to know if um, it's the same. Is it this? I couldn't tell because of how bad my eyes are, if it's the same twins. No, I, I couldn't tell. I imagine it. She looks different. Is, she looks older. But then it has been probably, I mean, around that age, though, if she was six in season three, wasn't she? I think the actress as well, then in two, three years, you can look so different between the age of six and eight. You know what I mean? So it could be the same actress, but just, or actor, actresses, I should say, they play with yeah. the twins. Um, yeah. But no, we, we do want to know your guys' thoughts on this trailer and what you think. And yeah, if there are any other bits that you uh want us to talk about let us know and we can do a part two to this because there's always more things to talk about in the meantime if you want to listen to us talk more about how will Byers doesn't have a storyline how holly wheeler deserves better and probably about karen's style at some point you can find us whenever you can find a podcast but we're there we're there and you find us on social media at instagram facebook and twitter at hawkins podcast and on youtube and tumblr at hawkins do you copy and at some point we promise Probably before season four comes out. Maybe. We're cutting it close now. At HawkinsDoCopy.com. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. And we will see you next week. Over and out.